Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman and I am your confidence coach here to help you uncover your limiting beliefs that keep you stuck so that you can show up bravely in your life. Last episode, we talked about the five fears that keep you stuck. And I wanted to take this episode and dive a little bit deeper into what to do with those specific fears. So if you haven't listened to episode 28, take a second, go back and listen to that. We talk about the five fears, which for my alliteration friends is super fun because they all start with F. So let's do a quick recap. So five fears that keep you stuck. That is fear of failure. Failure is the first one. Fear of feeling unsuccessful in your attempts to make change. The second one is feelings, fear of feelings. Feelings are scary, and so we stay busy to avoid and distract ourselves from feeling those feelings. Number three is familiarity. It's a fear of the unknown. We don't know what's coming, and that is scary. Then we have number four, which is foreign, doing something that's new and risky. And if you're not a risk taker, it's easy to stay stuck. And then number five is faith. Does faith uphold you and give you the courage to try something new or does it hold you back and keep you stuck? So those are the five fears that we have. And I want to look at how you can start to let go of those fears so that you can move forward. So I was at a business retreat in Austin, Texas. Texas. Hashtag Texas forever. Oh man, I quoted so much Friday Night Lights while I was there. It was bad. It was, a, it was like a cliche. It was just really bad. But it was hilarious to me. So first time in Texas, and I go to this retreat with 16, well, 15 other women. I was number 16. Two facilitators and 14 business owners. And friends, this retreat changed my life. It was incredible, and I'm so thankful. So one night, we were sitting there having dinner, and one of the facilitators says, you didn't choose where you sat tonight. Your seat chose you. And I was like, what? And she, and she says, look underneath your placemat and pull out a card. And so I pulled out my card, and I look at it, and I instantly burst into tears. And if you know me at all, you know I am not a crier. It does not happen to me very often. I usually can hold myself together. Um, and I just don't, I just don't cry. I'm weeping, friends. I'm weeping into my dinner plate, just sobbing because this card nailed it. And it was crazy as we went around, I'm getting goosebumps, but as we went around the table, everybody's cards applied perfectly to what they had brought with them to the retreat. If that was a business problem, a personal problem, feeling stuck in some way, this card just was amazing and spoke directly to it. And at first I was like super skeptical and I was like, okay, wait a second. I'm sure all of these could apply to me. Like this isn't woo woo. It's totally like manipulating right here. And friends, they didn't. None of every, none of the other 15 cards came close to meeting where this card came in, if that makes any sense at all. So you're probably like, what did it say? So the card says, fear can sit in the car, 
but it doesn't get to drive. Let me do it again. Fear can sit in the car, but it doesn't get to drive. And for me, that is, it was a key that unlocked so much in me. And I spent the rest of the retreat crying, basically, (laughs) just sobbing. Oh, man. I sobbed that night. I sobbed the next day when we were doing a meditation. I sobbed on the plane on the way home. I mean, just releasing so many fears that I had. And it doesn't mean that they're gone, and it doesn't mean that I live with no fear. It means that fear is buckled in tight in the back seat. It's got the five-point safety harness just like my four-year-old's car seat. It is latched in back there. And I want to give you, just like the five fears, I want to give you five ways that you can strap your fear into the back seat so that it's not driving your car. Because when fear drives the car, you stay stuck. Because you can't go anywhere with fear in the driver's seat. You have no control. You're powerless to this feeling that is so deeply rooted in the basis of guilt for not being able to stick to something or make changes, for shame, for how you were told that you should be, and maybe you're not that way, feeling like you're too much or not enough. That's a shame that's based in fear. Because what if you were to believe that you are enough, that you are not too much, but that you're the perfect amount of you. What would that be like? Huh, we'll talk about that. When you're afraid of going somewhere unfamiliar, right? The car metaphor works beautifully for this because it's like if you're driving somewhere and it's dark at night and you don't know where you're going and maybe it's raining and you're like, ah, I don't know where I'm going. It's scary. It's scary and we put fear in the driver's seat. But our goal is to stick fear in the back seat. We're not going to try and shove it in the trunk. We're not going to try and kick it out to the side of the road. We're going to let it be there. And that is a part of life, right? And we can't live by fear. I think about sometimes I get really anxious uh, when my husband leaves for work or when I drop my kiddo off at school because I have no control over them being safe. Anything could happen to them in any minute. Anything could happen to me every time I get in my car and drive. I mean, we're taking a ginormous risk, right? But we don't let that stop us. For some reason, we let that stop us when it comes to mindset. We let that fear stop us from going where we want to go. And that causes so many more problems, right? So let's look at five ways that you can start to leave that fear in the back seat. So just like a five-point harness, we've got five different ways that we're going to overcome the fears. And the first one is to become aware of the fear, to give it a name, to give it space, to recognize it, and to give voice to it. Because it's so easy to not name the fear, but to just let it be this overarching thing. So for you, is it a fear of What we've already talked about, fear of feeling like a failure or the unfamiliar, the foreign, a fear of feelings. What fears do you have that are holding you back? 
By raising your awareness of those feelings, you can then move forward. But you can't move forward until you know what you're dealing with, right? And we try so hard to make changes from a state of unawareness, from a place where we still practice distraction from feelings, whether that's busyness or it's binge eating or it's shopping, retail therapy. Hello. I'm looking at myself for that one. Whatever our technique is to keep those feelings at bay, we have to let go of that and to sit with the uncomfortable feelings. So maybe it's even for the example earlier of my husband gets in his car and drives off to work. You know, I can sit here and pretend like that doesn't bother me or I can name it and say I'm worried that my husband's going to get in a car accident and never come home. And I can think to myself, okay, but you have no control over that. And you just have to have faith and keep going. And okay, all right, that's that's all I can do. That is the very best that I can do is just release my sheer desire to control other drivers and my husband's driving on the road. I have to release that. But I can't do that if I don't know what I'm feeling. And really, we didn't even go into the feelings, but that that's naming the fear. And if you dive deeper into it, what are the feelings that you feel? What is the body sensations that you have when you think about that fear? And for me, the, I, the fear of losing my husband, it makes my stomach tighten and it makes me a little bit nauseous. And by allowing that to be present, I can practice that awareness and moving past it faster and faster and faster until I really don't even have to do it anymore. He can leave and I don't feel the fear. But that's because I've practiced being aware of it and letting go of it. So that's one example. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to be aware of the fears that we have. The next step is acceptance. You're going to accept the fears that you have. And this is a really hard one because we think that being fearful is a sign of weakness, and it's really not. It's a sign that you're alive, that you're a functioning human being, (laughs) and that you are real. And the more you accept your fears and your feelings, the further you can go. Because avoidance may be bliss, but it doesn't get you very far. So even if we're looking at these five fears, so feeling like a failure, accepting that that is a very real part of your experience, whether you're a mom and you're afraid of failing your kids, whether you are an entrepreneur and you're afraid of failing at business, or whether you have big dreams, but you're afraid that they won't happen. All of this relies on feeling like a failure. And what if you do fail? What is failure? So it's even looking deeper and defining what it is that you're trying to accept. What does it mean to fail your kids? What does it mean to fail as an entrepreneur? What does it mean if you fail to achieve big dreams or if they don't happen? What is that? What does that mean to you? Spending some time diving into the feelings that we try so desperately hard (laughs) 
to not feel. Because if you do not feel these feelings, my friends, you're going to stay stuck. You can't move forward. There's a gestalt therapy technique that addresses experiencing feelings without any interruption so that you can move forward. And a lot of times we get interrupted, right? Especially in the area of grief, you will grieve longer if you don't grieve harder, if that makes sense. So if you are interrupted in your grief by saying, ah, it's been too long, I shouldn't feel this way, I don't have time to grieve, I don't want to cry, I don't want to feel, and you stop yourself, or you have people around you who say stupid things like, it's been X amount of time, shouldn't you be over it? Or time heals all wounds, or you'll get there someday, it'll be okay, you'll see them again. Whatever it is that people say, that interrupts your grieving process. And if you are not able to grieve uninterrupted, you cannot move forward. And your grief will be big and heavy and always present unless you can process through. That doesn't mean your grief is gone, but it means that it's in the back seat. And its impact is not as devastating as when you hadn't processed through it. And your fears are the exact same way. If you just push them away or you dumb down the feelings or you use some coping skill to not feel feelings, friend, they're going to hold so much power over you and you will stay stuck. They're going to hold all the power and it's only by giving them a voice and giving them space to be present in your life that then you can deal with them and move forward. So acceptance is that giving them space. Okay, this is what I'm working with. This is the fear that I have, and here it is. And looking at it from all sides, touching it, poking it, prodding it, holding it, feeling the feelings, the physical sensations, the emotional feelings, the mental thoughts that you have about it, all of that, the human experience, letting that happen. And we're so scared of that because it feels so big. But the more you do it and the more you give it space, the quicker you can put it in the back seat. The faster and faster you're able to do that until it becomes second nature. And all of a sudden, you're driving the car and fear's trying to speak up in the back seat. And you're like, nope, sorry, I don't think so. So step number three in our five-point harness here is to appreciate your fears. And I know that sounds crazy. It's like, why would you do that? That sounds nuts. Why would I appreciate these fears that are holding me back? Because your fear is there for a reason. Your fear has taught you something about yourself. Whether that's a limiting belief that you've had and carried with you, Maybe somebody said something to you, like my favorite example is one that I was told by parents, teachers, friends, family members of my whole childhood was that I'm too much. I'm too loud, too passionate, too excitable, too vocal, too too big physically. I'm too much of everything. And one of my fears is that I don't want to be too much for someone. And over the years, I have given that voice, I have given it space, and I appreciate 
almost, almost appreciate. I'm still working it out, okay? But I appreciate it because it's helped me to realize that this is who I am. I am loud and vocal and passionate and I take up space. And if I didn't have that that voice, those beliefs, I wouldn't be as much of who I am today. I wouldn't believe that while I may be too much for some people, I am the perfect amount of me because this is how I've been created. And I have been able to put that fear in the back seat and show up bravely. And so I have an appreciation for that fear because it reminds me where I came from and where I'm going. And so if you can do that with your fears, you can learn to appreciate them. And then you can appreciate your ability to rise up above those fears. You can appreciate the fact that you show up, that you are here and you are intentionally working on yourself so that you can be the best version, so that you can be the best woman, the best mother, the best entrepreneur, the best dream chaser, that you can be your very best and not feel stuck and held back and caught up in the trivial, that you can be pursuing something higher and better. So once you appreciate those fears and you appreciate yourself, then you can start to invest. This is point number four in our harness. You can start to invest in yourself. And this looks like, it can look like so many different things. If you're an entrepreneur, this is investing in a a coach or it's a mastermind group. If you're a mom, this is investing in self-care and taking some time to put you first. And figuring out what makes you you outside of being a mom so that you can model self-care for your kids. Because as a mom, I can say with confidence that that is something that we all struggle with, is showing our kids how to have healthy body image, how to have a healthy relationship with food, how to take care of yourself. We struggle because we don't do it for ourselves. And how to love others when we don't love ourselves. That's a fear. And that's something that you can invest in. If you are a big dreamer and maybe you want to travel, that's one of your goals, you can invest in yourself and make those dreams realities. But you can't do that from a state of unawareness. You cannot do that even from a state of awareness because we're missing some of the parts, right? But that's where it starts. And then the fifth part is then you grow. You're growing the whole time, but you can actually see it once you start investing and you see your growth made manifest because you look in the rearview mirror and you see fear in the back seat and you're still driving. It's dark and it's raining and you don't know where you're going, but you're not filled with fear. You're filled with confidence. Even if you don't know where you're going, even if your GPS lost signal and you don't know, you still have confidence because you have done the work of naming your fears, of becoming aware of them, of accepting and appreciating and investing in yourself and in your dreams and your hopes. And you've done the work and you're doing the work. I call this, this harness, this five-point harness system, it has a name. It's a fancy name. Are you ready for this? It's called the flow. (laughs) I know, super fancy. I've tried to think of like different names like Confidence Conduit or Confidence Channel 
Confidence current. I've tried, friends. Reverse dictionary, I looked. There's no fancy way to say it other than the flow. You're getting in the flow of life. And this process of moving from unawareness to awareness, acceptance to appreciation, investment to growth, is the key for all areas of your life, not just fears, but it can also be applied toward emotional eating. It can be applied toward marriage. It can be applied toward parenting. It's, it's the key. And this is what I've discovered over the last 10 years working with thousands of women is that there's a real lack of awareness of who you are, what your limiting beliefs are, what's holding you back, and how can you move forward. And all of that is part of the flow. And if you're not in the flow, it feels hard. And feels like a struggle. You feel like you're on a hamster wheel and you can't get off. You feel like you're stuck in this cycle of not being able to make the changes that you want to. My experience has been with women who want to change the shape of their bodies and do weight loss. And they struggle and they fight and they show up and they're trying and then they don't see the changes because they have unrealistic expectations because they don't really know what they want. They're not aware of their hopes and dreams, and therefore they have unrealistic expectations and feel disappointed and stuck. And so they get, and you do that often enough, and you start to feel shame because you are unable to make changes. You are bad. There's something wrong with you. And so getting into this flow can help you move from a place of shame to a place of absolute authenticity and radiance. You can be captivatingly confident by going through this flow. And if you're sitting here right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally resonate with this. What do I do next? Well, you head over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group and you join our community where you can get support as you work on this because we do not grow in isolation. We grow in community. That is why programs that have group meetings or accountability practices are so much more effective than those that give you just, here's your stuff, go do it by yourself. If you are more in that mindset of doing something small by yourself, you can head over to CaptivatinglyConfident.com and grab my Beyond Balance Guide. It's got three practical steps that you can take to start feeling more confident and get yourself moving in the flow. You can grab that for free. You can also reach out to me. You can send me a DM on Instagram, a PM on Facebook, or you can email me, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. Because friend, I want to see you harness that fear and put it in the backseat where it belongs. Again, we're not getting rid of fear, but we're going to have it in the backseat because you get to drive. And I want to see you have the confidence to get behind the wheel and go where you want to go. And it is possible. And you are capable. And you are equipped with everything that you need to make those changes right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until the new year. You don't have to wait until 2020 with a new election. You don't have to wait until you move. You don't have to wait until your kids are out of the house. You can start right now. And I want that for you so badly. You can do it. 
The other way that you can do this is in the Captivatingly Confident small group. We're going to be launching in January of 2019. Registration is going to be opening up here December 1st. Holy guacamole. This group has evolved. This will be my third small group that I've launched, and I couldn't be more excited. We are going to move it from six weeks to eight weeks, and it is going to be amazing. You get two hour-long one-on-ones, one a month for the two months that we're doing the group. We have weekly meetings online where you get to get to know other women who are on the same journey as you and learn from their stories and their experiences and have the accountability that you need to make the changes that you want to see happen. So if you're interested in that or if you have questions about that, you can reach out to me with the contact info I just gave you, or you can visit the page on my website, captivatinglyconfident.com backslash small group. Or if you go to the homepage, you'll see a button for it at the top. This group is going to sell out quickly and it is going to be amazing. The first four people to sign up also save $100 on registration price. So make sure you take advantage of that for sure. So friends, I am so excited for you to take this and to run with it. Thank you as always for giving me your time. I hope, oh, I hope it was helpful for you. And I just love you and cannot wait to see how you apply this harness and put that fear in the back seat.